Hello, and welcome to Spirit-Led Hope. My name is Glenn Erickson, and in this episode, we are looking at the hope of transformation. Well, this is episode two of Spirit-Led Hope, and in many ways, I think I might be finding this episode more rewarding than the first one. I took a leap of faith publishing the first episode, and I wasn't sure how making a podcast was going to fit into my life. My wife and my children and my grandchildren and my job keep me pretty busy. But I think if I release an episode every other week, I think it's going to be okay. So I know that's not real frequent, but I think for now that it's fine. My goal isn't to get a lot of followers. My goal is to offer some practical help to people in their Christian walk. Maybe when I retire, I'll do more episodes. But for now, I think this is going to be fine. So in the first episode, I briefly introduced myself but I'd also like to get to know you. So one way for me to get to know you is for you to send me comments or questions. Uh, If you send me questions, I'll try to answer them. And you can reach me by going to spiritledhope.com. So spiritledhope.com, all one word, spiritledhope.com. And there you can fill out a comment form, or you can just send me an email at glennwith2ends at spiritledhope.com. And I look forward to getting to hear from some of you. All right, so let's get on with our topic of the hope of transformation. Let me start out by saying that God wants us to experience transformation. And not only that, but he's provided a way for us to do it. In case you don't know what a transformation is, according to Oxford, it's a thorough or dramatic change in form or appearance. That's what a transformation is. It's just this change. We see examples of this all the time, right? A baby grows up uh, from a little tiny baby to an adult. We see a seed planted in the earth sprout and become a tree. We get old. We buy a house or something. There's this dingy room or it's got mustard orange paint, and we transform it into something beautiful by painting it another color. And we see that transformations can take place very slowly, or they can take place very quickly. It can be either way. And there's this question that we would have is, why does God want us to undergo a transformation? But, or, or maybe, the, maybe the real question is, why do we even need transformation? So that's, that's what we want to address right now. Why do we need transformation? That's an important question we need to answer. If we don't understand why we need transformation, then we're going to resist it. So let's look at why we need transformation. So to answer this, we're going to go all the way back to the book of Genesis. And in Genesis chapter 1, we see that humans are made in the image of God. This fascinates me, and I could get so sidetracked. I'm sure we're going to do some episodes on this in the future. This is a mystery to me and an amazement that God would make us in His image. And it has all sorts of ramifications. It really does. It, It gets into what is a person and all these things like that. But right now, we're not going to get sidetracked although I realized I just did. But in this episode, I mainly want us to see that when God made us, He gave us a spirit. And the spirit is located somehow in a physical body. So our body is physical, but our spirit is not. And yet somehow there's this one-to-one relationship between them. So James said, The body without the spirit is dead. So what that basically means is here we live in a physical body, but we have the spirit that's not physical. And if we ever separate them, we die. 
All right. That that's that's what we have. That's how we are constructed as human beings. Now, we know that God is spirit. So if you start looking at this and you look at, at this being made in the image of God and that we have this physical body, what we see is that God gave humans a spirit so that as physical beings we could communicate with God who is spirit. So really, really simple. The spirit is the means by which we communicate with God. That's what our spirit does. Every human being has a physical body and a spirit. So our spirit is the instrument that we have for communication with God. And in a sense, it's that spirit that gives us access into the supernatural. When I say supernatural, you know, I'm not just talking about, you know, vampires or fairies or whatever it is. Um, All we mean by supernatural is beyond nature. That's really just what the supernatural means. Beyond nature or above nature. That's all we're talking about. Now, in Genesis chapter 1, what we find is that everything is good. That's how chapter 1 ends. You know, God saw that it was good. So, God made us as physical beings. We have Adam and Eve. They're physical. They have a spirit to communicate with him. It's all good. It's a beautiful relationship. God is intimate with Adam and Eve. They know him. They talk to him. And by their spirits, this relationship goes on. But unfortunately, we know what happens a couple of chapters later. Because in Genesis chapter 3, Eve is deceived, Adam blows it, right? And sin enters the world. And this is the greatest negative transformation of all time. I often tend to think of transformations more in a positive light. I'm a fairly optimistic person, so I think of transformations as going in a good direction. But obviously, transformations can go the other way. And this was a monster negative transformation. So the entire physical universe was transformed from good to broken. And Paul talks about this in the book of Romans. Adam's spirit, broken. Eve's spirit, broken. In fact, let's use a harsher word. Adam's spirit, dead. Eve's spirit, dead. The relationship between God and humans was broken. Every human inherits this brokenness. Every human inherits this dead spirit. The spirit just doesn't work. So, this is transformation gone bad. That's the bad news. And so, that's the answer to the question. God wants us transformed because He desires relationship with us so much that He wants to undo this brokenness that exists between us and Him. And this transformation must start with our spirit. We cannot properly communicate with God until our spirit is made new, when our spirits come alive again. And we are incapable of giving life to our spirits. We are incapable of repairing our spirits. So the first step of transformation has to take place through the efforts of God, because we can't do it. And what we find is that the first step of transformation is a free gift to us, and it's given by grace through the sacrifice of Jesus. And if you're listening and you're a Christian, you've received this gift. And what God extends to us through Jesus is this radical joining of the Holy Spirit with our spirit. Think about that. God extends to us this amazing reality that His Spirit joins with ours. 
okay, I don't know how that works, but it's a really good deal for us. And this is the beginning of our personal transformation. It's when the Holy Spirit takes up residence within us, and then we are described as a new creation because our spirit comes alive. Our spirit is made new. But that seems to create a dilemma for us. Okay, if the Holy Spirit lives within us, here's the question. Why are we still so screwed up? The answer to this, I mean, really, that is a dilemma, because if the Holy Spirit lives within us, won't you just think that all of a sudden everything would be fixed? I mean, Scripture says we're a new creation with this new spirit, so why doesn't everything just take place right away? And the answer is that our transformation is partial. So the new creation in us starts with our spirit, but our body, our soul, you know, the physical universe all around us, that, that's still broken. And the full restoration's not going to take place until we die and Jesus returns to earth. Okay, at some point after Jesus returns, there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. Until then, God extends to us an opportunity for ongoing transformation in the middle of brokenness. And this really is good news for us, that we can have transformation even though the world around us is screwed up and broken, and that we're screwed up and broken, we can be undergoing this transformation process. In that transformation, we are going to have struggles. So that's why, depending on your Bible translation, you might read that we wrestle with our flesh. And some translations will say we wrestle with our sinful nature. I think both make sense. It depends how you kind of look at it. But both make sense. We wrestle with our flesh or our sinful nature. And then we also see in Scripture that we need to undergo a renewing of our mind. Overcoming our flesh, renewing our mind, is all part of the transformation process. And the Holy Spirit is committed to the process of transformation. And by the way, that's not a question. That's a statement. The Holy Spirit is committed to the process of transformation. The question is, will we commit ourselves to that transformation? And that's a question that every Christian needs to answer. And it's a very personal question. You can't answer it for me. I can't answer it for you. If we say yes to working with the Holy Spirit, well, what we find is that the Holy Spirit will joyfully and faithfully help us to transform us to take on the character of Jesus. That's what God wants. And by the way, that is what's called the fruit of the Spirit. Now, at the same time as we commit ourselves to transform to have the character of Jesus, the Holy Spirit will help us to do the things that Jesus did. And this is where the gifts of the Spirit may come in. I said may come in. Everything we do like Jesus does not require a gift of the Spirit. Why? Because we also have our own gifts and abilities in addition to the supernatural gifts of the Holy Spirit. But ideally, everything we do should be done with the character of Jesus. Now, do we? No. I certainly don't. Why? Because we're still growing. We're still, we're still in the process of transformation. So, what we see is if we join with the Holy Spirit to grow in the character of Jesus, and we use the abilities God gave us, and we function the gifts of the Spirit, 
Well, we will be tremendously effective ambassadors for Jesus. If you look at it this way, transformation is not just about the restoration of our relationship with God. Our transformation also has to do with helping others on their journey with God. So it's not just about us, it's also about others. And what we see is a true disciple of Jesus is committed to the transformation process. That's part of being a disciple of Jesus. You may already know this, but sometimes the transformation process hurts. Now, I'm going to use jump to the other supernatural because I'm going to talk about werewolf for just a minute. Have you ever seen like a werewolf movie where the werewolf is changing form yet some guy and you hear this squelching and bones cracking and the jaw sticks out and all this stuff? I mean, it just kind of hurts to think about it. You just see this horribly painful transformation. Sometimes our character transformations feel like that. Sometimes as we allow the Holy Spirit to work in us, we really feel this angst and this this battle going on, and it kind of feels like that werewolf transformation. But sometimes the transformation is very gentle. It's kind of like a caterpillar to a butterfly. It just seems to kind of go smoothly and be very gentle. I think the tricky part, and maybe maybe even the, I don't really want to use the word scary, but you'll get what I mean by this. The, the tricky part or scary part is that often we don't know if our transformation is going to be the hard type or the easy type, because we don't always know the extent of the damage within us from sin and a broken world. We just don't know. Over the next few episodes, we're going to talk more about how the Holy Spirit works in us. And I'm going to share some stories from my life that probably sound a lot like your stories. There was a season in my life uh, shortly after I had a dramatic encounter with God, and I was getting a handle on this thing where that I, I was starting to understand that God really wanted to change me. And I was leading different groups, prayer groups and stuff. And I remember one time I said, hey, let's let's say a prayer together. It was basically like, God, show us what we need to work on. And oh my goodness, I couldn't believe within the next week, God was showing me all these things. And I'm like, oh, this is horrible. And for whatever reason, I kept on saying that prayer. It really was painful because there were so many things that I was unaware of. And I I'll be really candid, I still don't like praying that prayer because now, decades later, now when stuff comes up, it's usually a little bit deeper and a little bit harder to deal with. But the reality is there's such a benefit from it when we allow the Holy Spirit to transform us. What we really want to take away is that let's not treat transformation like a dirty word. Let's jump in all the way and give ourselves over to the transformation process that the Holy Spirit has planned for us. Because here's the big deal. Transformation gives us hope. It gives us hope that we can be so much beyond what we are today. And it gives us hope that we can be who God created us to be before we were broken, right? It gives us hope for vibrant relationships, first with God and then with others. And here's how I know that you are ready for transformation. So in our first episode, we looked at the courage to be wrong. The fact that you're listening to episode two tells me that you probably have that courage. Courage to be wrong is an absolute requirement for the transformation process. So next episode, we'll start looking at the fruit of the Spirit, and we're going to courageously begin looking at ourselves. And that might seem daunting, uh, but it will be worth it. 
It will absolutely be worth it. And you know what? We will learn more about God in the process. So let the excitement and hope of what God has planned for you defeat any fear. There's a verse that says, perfect love casts out all fear. Well, we know that God is love and God loves you. In anticipation of the upcoming episodes, if you begin to feel that fear and you begin to be concerned that as we look more at transformation, it's going to be difficult or scary or hard, would you let God's presence affirm to you that you are loved? Because that will make all the difference as we go forward. God loves you. Let that love begin to cast out that fear. But let's begin to develop an anticipation for the transformation process. And my hope is that even now, before the next episode, that you begin the transformation process in a fresh way. So that when you begin to hear my stories, they'll just be confirmations of your stories. Well, let me speak a blessing over you as we close. It's Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Until next episode, take care. 